0: Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today our guest is Captain Ben Rogie from River Valley Charters near the Fort Drum Watertown area of New York. This is on the far northeast corner of Lake Ontario. Ben, thanks for joining the show. Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here. Ben, most of the people we've interviewed on Lake Ontario are fishing the west side of the lake in that kind of Niagara bar area, Toronto maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. How is the fishing different on that end of the lake compared to where you are on the far east end?
1: Really across the lake you have the same species, but uh, you know, there's there's certain areas that kind of have, uh, I would say, better fishing for certain species. For example, the, the Niagara area, just a fantastic area for for steelhead um you know we get the steelhead at the east end of the lake and uh you know in our northeast corner but uh it's more of a fish of chance i mean we catch them here and there fishing for other species it's not typically something we target um you know and i have several people that fish with me every year that actually specifically book trips um you know on that end of the lake for uh specifically for steelhead so you know, there's, uh, there's pros and cons to both sides of the lake, I guess. Uh, you know, all the fish are there. But, uh, you know, they definitely have the steelhead fishery down there.
0: You run your boat out of Henderson Harbor. How does the lake set up from there when you're heading out of harbor? It's a really nice harbor. I mean,
1: I, <clears throat> I, I've caught some criticism from other captains, friends of mine, that, uh, that are more uh, on uh, what we call the south shore of the lake um, because sometimes we do have to travel a little bit to get to the salmon and the cold water fish. Uh, But overall, it is, in my opinion, the best place to dock a boat on the lake. Um, You know, we have the the warm water fishery, uh, you know, right there in the harbor, as well as to our north and the northeast. You got Shemoe Bay, Black River Bay. You know, it's all right there uh, within a short distance. And then you come around uh, what we call six Town Point, and you start heading out over the the infamous trench of, uh, of our area, what we call the trench where all our salmon stage in late summer. Uh, you know, then you start getting out into the, uh, um, the deeper water for the cold water fish, lake trout, browns, salmon, you know, all of that. So we kind of got, in my opinion, we've got the best of both worlds up here. There's rarely a day we can't fish. Uh, you know, we can always get out of the wind. We can always go somewhere and there's always something to target.
0: Uh, what species are you targeting as the year kind of goes by?
1: Well, we start in the spring. Um, we typically start uh, a little bit later than a lot of people. That's one downside to being in Henderson because we have to wait for ice out and we're one of the last places to lose ice. So our boats get put in a little bit later but we usually start right around the first of May and, and targeting browns. Uh, brown trout uh, fishing throughout the month of May in our area is, is pretty good. Uh, we usually don't have to go too far south to find them and a lot of times they're, they're right here in, you know, just outside of Henderson. Uh, right in front of Stony Creek, Stony Point Light, uh, Drowned Island. <clears throat> uh, anybody that fishes Lake Ontario will know all those names. Great areas to find them: shallow water spring browns. From there, uh, you know we move into the deep water. We get into our lake trout. Um, we do catch some some kings early summer. Uh, it's it's a little bit later for us up in our our neck of the woods for the kings. We really start to see a good king bite usually in July, moving into August and September. Spring also brings uh, great northern Fishing walleye, uh, you know, smallmouth bass, uh, even even catch and release earlier in the year before the season opens. You know, we, we pick up a lot of smallies on the on the spoons off the boards fishing for shallow water fish. So, um, you know, from there we just move into the kings in the summer. A lot of cold water fish in the summer, and then as we get later in the year and we start to fish for those staging uh, salmon, a lot of your warm water fish that kind of went a little more dormant and during the summer months. Uh, that starts picking up again. Your northern pike, your pickerel, your walleye, smallmouth—all of that.
0: Very cool. So definitely a uh, a multi-species type adventure. What does your king program look like, Ben?
1: Well, it all depends, I guess, on <clears throat> on a lot of a lot of factors. There's a lot of variables with the kings. Um, as as with most charter captains in the Great Lakes, they're one of the most popular fish to target. A lot of people want your kings and. Uh, Earlier in the year, we like to run a spoon program. Um, I, have, I have very good success on a spoon program uh, with the Kings, but uh, another thing that we always try to use is, uh, is meat rigs. Uh, we always try to mix in, uh, regardless of what time of year it is, a meat rig in with our spoon program, whether it be uh, just above or just below. Uh, we try to get that flasher in there to, to draw the Kings into our pattern and uh and if the meat's really firing it's something that we always have on the boat if we can't keep them off one or two paddles we'll rotate into a pretty much a full a full meat pattern a flasher you know flasher flies with some meat um but typically early in the summer uh, i've just had better luck on the spoons uh i don't really think there is a a magical answer to what to run uh i think uh I know guys who run on the same day, a completely different pattern than me, done very successful on it. and and they're they're fishing, you know within a quarter mile of me. and uh, you know, and I'm catching the same fish on spoons. If I switch over to what they're doing, I can't catch the fish. you know um, so it, it's whatever you're comfortable with, but we really like the spoons. When we get later in this in the season, we start to get into August. Uh, we notice that flash or fly bite really starts to pick up. We start to shy away from the spoons a little bit more. Uh, we still run the meat a lot, but that's usually when we start to move into our flash or fly patterns. Once we get towards our staging fish, um, you know, we start to look for different types of strikes, whether it be reaction strikes or whatnot, especially with staging fish. Um, you know, sometimes, especially if your temperature's off or something, um, the best thing you can do is just run a run a paddle and a fly by past them and, and just try to make them mad and, and then. Entice them to strike, you know, instead of uh, looking for those feeding fish. But yeah, so it's uh you know we do change from spoons towards flies, you know, more later in the year. Um, but uh, I always like to run start with a spoon pattern. I've just had my you know best best success on it earlier in the season. What is your
0: favorite spoon?
1: Ah, uh, my favorite spoon. I don't know if I really have a favorite. Um, I'm a, I'm a Michigan Stinger guy, um, and uh, that's just I'm just comfortable pulling them behind the boat,, uh, but we run a lot of different spoons. I'd have to say if i had if I had a favorite spoon, it would be uh, it would be a northern king. Um, northern kings with uh, and and a, I, I'm terrible with spoon names, uh, but uh, just a black silver with the silver stripe across the uh, across the black. I don't know what n k calls it. I, I never really pay attention. I know what they look like, and that's what I grab when I go to the tackle <laughs> shop. but uh, but that, Probably hands down is uh, on my boat killed more fish than uh, whether it be kings trout it, it doesn't matter than than any other spoon. Uh, it's always something that uh, there's there's rarely a trip where we run the spoon pattern where that doesn't get put on a hook or put on a put on a rod and sent down somewhere. So
0: that's, how about, uh, how about uh, your flash, flash or fly combo? What are, what's the flash uh, or flies man?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm a natural color kind of guy. When when you can't do anything with them, I, I typically it's the natural colors that that really put the fish on the boat. So um, my favorite is probably a green green flasher uh, with a uh, silver silver back. It's a it's a green uh, I believe it's Pro Troll E chip, and it's just got silver and silver on both sides. And then uh, personally, I like to run my favorite my favorite fly is a stud fly. I like running the stud fly behind that. And uh, that's, whether it be in a small paddle or a big paddle, again, that's that's a paddle that will be in my pattern at some point, you know, throughout the day.
0: I wanna, I always like to ask people this, what's one thing that they do really well? Like what is kind of your bread and butter? Where do you hang your hat as a captain?
1: You know, we advertise that we're multi-species fishermen, but I never try to put too much emphasis into one species of fish. when I I'll, I'll take people fishing for whatever they want to fish for but I always tell everybody come with an open mind. I would say 98% of the people that get on my boat their main goal with me is to catch fish. Now they may prefer to catch salmon versus trout, they may want to target some lake or uh, some walleye. You know, I always tell them, you know, we know what's going on. We know what's going on with the lake. We know what everybody's catching. I can tell you what I've been catching and what I haven't been. So you know, come with an open mind. If you want to put fish on the boat, that's exactly what we'll do. Uh, if they specifically want to target, I, I get some guys that are just adamant about salmon. They've caught their lake trout. They've caught their Browns. They've, they've done it all. And it's just the one thing that they really enjoy. And they would rather come back with a cooler with one or two fish on a tough day, than go out and catch a limit of lake trout or, um, you know, so you do get those, we call them the diehards. Uh, they, they want to grind it out, you know, which I love doing. I love, I would, I just love getting on that lake and chasing, you know, salmon all up and down that lake and just trying to figure them out. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun for me. Uh, but typically people want to catch fish. So I would say our bread and butter fish is the lake trout. It really is. We always, every trip, we always try to target salmon. We, we either start on them or we end with them, depending on how the lake trout bite has been, how the salmon bite has been. But we always start on the kings. I never just go out for that easy limit uh so we'll always put that effort in and typically we'll put a couple of kings on the boat even on a bad day even on a slow day um but we always leave time for putting some trout on the boat it usually doesn't take long everybody boats their fish which usually is not the case but some people are a little bit better at it than others but as long as we're able to get slide the net under them all um you know the lake trout's usually pretty quick uh so the really on a cold water trip we target i would say from june through august we target uh, three species of fish and that's lake trout brown trout and salmon and uh, a typical day is usually we start on the salmon and depending on how the bite goes we'll either move towards the trout or we'll stay on the salmon and uh, once we get on the trout we try to put the limit on as quickly as we can and then we will slide back in to the shallower water and, uh, and try to finish the day out on browns, uh, which I don't see a whole lot of people doing up here. And it, uh, it kind of baffles me because our, our brown trout fishing in the summer is phenomenal. And a lot of people think browns, they think spring, they think that first thing you, you catch when you get the boat on the water, and, and then by you know, late June, everybody's kind of forgot about them. They're kind of my saving grace. I always call the browns like, like just my saving grace. They're my savior because we drive right past them on the way back to the dock. So regardless whether we've had a good day or a bad day, I always try to leave at least an hour, hour and a half for fishing for browns. We'll drop, uh, you know, Michigan stingers down to the bottom. They're, they're always laying right off bottom or just off. Uh, you find that right temperature. And, and as soon as you find the temperature, you find the fish. I mean, your, your graph just lights up. And uh, the nice thing about browns is they always seem to be somewhat hungry. So even later in the morning when everything else is kind of dying off, you know, um, we can usually put an extra, you know, five or six or maybe more depending on the bite. I mean, if I can't keep them off the hook, we stay there until we catch the limit, you know. Um, but it's, it's really nice. It makes for, you know, a, a nice multi-species day. I've had a lot of days where we, where we might be, because our salmon on our brown limit is the same. So we might be three or four fish shy of our salmon limit. We got a few lake trout on the boat or whatever on the way back in i'm like let's spend an extra 30 45 minutes on some browns see what happens and uh you know within 20 minutes you're limited out you catch your four browns and it's like cool you know so yeah so they're a lot of fun but like i said i don't see i don't see a whole lot of people doing it you know uh, a lot of people the people that do fish them really don't hide the fact that they're there but again like i said I, i always try to tell people when you come fishing with me go with an open mind uh, a lot of people just, uh, seem to get so focused on one species of fish. And the next thing you know, their season's over and they're, and, and, and I get friends of mine that fish for salmon. I mean, they're big salmon guys, but they're like, oh man, I wish I would have slid in and caught some browns where you were catching them there back in July or whatever. I'm like, why didn't you? You know, well, I, you know, I wanted to catch the salmon and I'm like, well, you know, they were, they were right there. I mean, it was a quarter mile run from where you were fishing, you know, you could have just, so, uh. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fish out there. It's, uh, you know, we try to tell people just don't, don't try, try to focus on one, one thing, you know, let's, let's just, let's kill
0: some fish. That sounds like a good time going out there and, uh, going after lots of different species, but it's mid, mid November right now. Uh, the Lake Ontario season's pretty well wrapped up. What are you up to right now?
1: Well, uh, in the fall we run, uh, hunting trips. So I do, uh, fishing from may through september and we start in september with our resident goose season and uh, we hunt right through beginning of january for waterfowl ducks and geese and uh then we get a short break which we would typically do shows um but this year with the covid and everything it's just it's just not going to happen there's just no shows for us to be doing all of ours got canceled so i'm, I'm actually going to have some time off which is really nice, because it doesn't happen very often, uh, but then we start in February with snow geese. We, we travel to Pennsylvania. We follow that migration up uh, to New York, all the way to the St. Lawrence River, and then by the time I'm done with that, it's beginning April. You know, the boat's getting ready to get put in the water, so we start getting everything ready for uh, for summer, and it's just right back to it again, so and the process just starts over, so there's always something to do. It's It's really nice, and usually by the time I'm done with the fishing, I'm, I'm ready to, for the hunting, you know, not that I don't like it, you know, it's just once you're, you know, you're just ready for the next thing, same thing with the hunting, by the time I'm done with snow goose hunting, I'm just like, man, I'm just ready to get on that boat, you know, and you're just ready for that fishing season. So you never, you never really get burnt out of one thing when you're constantly moving into, you know, different seasons and, you know, so it's a, it's a fun career. I got to say it's, I've had worse jobs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You you mentioned ice on the Harbor earlier, and I know you do some ice fishing trips too. Tell us a little bit about those ice trips,
1: yeah, we do offer some ice fishing trips it's not as it's not as popular um something about paying us to go sit on the ice and catch fish. I don't know it's kind of hard to sell, but uh we do offer them and and there's great ice fishing up here even for the even for the person that wants to wants to come up and do it themselves. I get a lot of people that call me just just asking where to go and you know and 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 uh you know what to fish for what we have and and there's just a lot of opportunities chamo bay is an excellent place to go, probably one of the more popular spots, but uh, great walleye fishing through the ice. Great northerns, pickerel, and in, in the in the bays there, and shallow waters. But the perch fishing the past few years has been pretty good out there, uh, and that's that's kind of uh, what everybody goes for is the walleye and perch out in Schmo Bay. You've got Black River Bay, and and a lot of areas, you know, just any any of the bays up here, are just phenomenal for perch, pike, and, and walleye. You can find some crappie in certain areas, good crappie fishing. Personally, I kind of shy away from the lake in the St. Lawrence River when I ice fish. I'm just a smaller body of water ice fisherman. Um, I would say Red Lake is probably my favorite uh, because it's just a multi-species lake. And, you know, we've had days where we catch crappie, bluegill, perch, pike, and walleye out of, you know, six hours of fishing one day and, and out of the same holes it's it's just it's a lot of fun i really enjoy red lake a lot of rod action a lot of tip-up action another one that i really enjoy fishing is uh is pleasant lake which is a, a private lake here in uh carthage it, it's because it's private there's no there's no actual uh public access so you kind of got to know somebody to get on it but uh It's it's just a lot of fun. There's not a lot of big pike in there, but uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. Good crappie fishing, and I'll usually do my night bites out there for crappie. So yeah, I I just uh, I just kind of shy away from the from the big water when it comes to the ice fishing. I really can't tell you why I just didn't for whatever reason enjoy fishing the smaller lakes. It's not that one's better than the other, you know it's just I just enjoy the smaller lakes, but there's a lot of options up here for ice fishing. It's very popular
0: so you wanted to talk about today that I didn't ask you about
1: I guess a touch base on our walleye um, you know that's one thing that we're really going to try to push a little bit more we We really haven't advertised it hard and We just don't seem to get a whole lot of interest in it. A lot of guys want the cold water fish, but one thing we're going to start pushing a little bit more is the walleye. We've got a great trophy fishery up here. Now it's not a numbers fishery. It's not. It's not Lake Erie, but the guy that wants that really nice eight to ten pound walleye, you know, it's it's a great place to do just that and catch that fish. Um, The few walleye trips we ran this year were very successful. Um, We had one where the boat actually limited out, which I would tell everybody not to expect that when you fish Lake Ontario, but we just had a really good day. Like I said, it's not eerie, but we averaged eight pounds on the fish and it was just, it was just amazing, you know, just, but that's, you know, the first fish that came over the boat was eight and a half pounds. And, and the guys were very excited. And I was like, well, that's, that's what we catch here. You know, that's, that's the average fish. You know, if we only catch two more. They'll probably be about the same size. So that's, that's one thing we're going to try to push for this year is try to get a few more walleye trips, try to spend some more time on the eyes. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm more of a salmon fisherman. I, I just put a lot of time into the salmon. Um, but the walleye are there and and it is a great, especially later in the summer. It's a, it's a great, uh, opportunity for the people that want to fish both walleye and salmon. They're, they're coming back into our bays. They're coming back from the deeper areas. They're, they're migrating back. And, uh, you can, you can spend your first hour on eyes, usually put a couple eyes on the boat, and then just slide over into the trench, get a little bit deeper, and drop down for kings and uh, and knock out both fish in the same day. So that's one thing we're going to try to work for next year
0: is, is to do those multi-species trips on walleye and salmon. People want to know more about you, where to find you, Captain Ben, where can they find you? Well, we're on Facebook, uh, River Valley
1: Charters, and uh, you can find us online, rivervalleycharters.com. Um, the hunting is actually under a different name. That's Black River Valley Outfitters. Uh, same thing. We have a Facebook and a uh, and a website, and I usually cross post between those two. So if you find one page, you'll find the other. Um, but yeah, and, and uh, it's named River Valley. We don't fish you We don't really fish the river that much. But I cut my teeth on the Black River um, growing up as a kid, and. Uh, so that's just kind of what I named the businesses after is the Black River and, and, it, and it empties into Lake Ontario. So I guess it is a part of Lake Ontario, but, uh, you know, that's uh, all of my, you know, most of my uh, my hunting especially and uh, and a lot of my fishing. I did have a very good mentor with the fishing, but uh, for the most part, all the basics and everything have been self-taught, you know, and, and a lot of that just goes right back to the Black River Valley of our area.
0: So that's that's just what I named everything after. Awesome. Thanks on the show, Captain Ben. Really appreciate your time and your insight, and it was fun to talk to you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast, presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.